Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. We bring you a 10-minute episode every single week to give you everything you need to optimize your well-being. The show is brought to you by BodyShot Performance. They use technology and science-based solutions to create happy, healthy, and resilient teams. Find out more at bodyshotperformance.com. And now here's your host, Leanne Spencer. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for tuning in again. I am fresh back from a week's holiday in uh, the sunny Lake District. I don't know if you've been up that way in the UK, but uh, typical Cumbrian summer weather. However, we pressed on. We completed a sponsored walk, raising another £1,250 for our preferred charity, Alzheimer's Research. It takes our tally up to about 15k now for that charity. And we climbed about five mountains across the week as well with our rescue dog, Cammy. First time she's been up that high. So beautiful moments to share with her. Fantastic break as well. So I hope you're doing well. hope you're staying healthy. hope you're happy. Um, we're going to talk this week about personal training. Now, I started out coming up 10 years ago now as a personal trainer. I used to work in the city uh, and I left. Uh, it's a different story in and of itself. Um, I set up as a personal trainer, so I'm still qualified as a PT, though I haven't really practiced as a personal trainer for years now. Um, a number of my team are personal trainers as well. It was, it's our roots, um, and we're still quite plugged into the personal training world as well. I've got a few trainers as part of the company. And I was just thinking the other day about what it's, what criteria you should use when selecting a personal trainer, and then flipped on, on its head, you know, what, what do we want people to look for? You know, what do we embody? What are our philosophies about being a personal trainer, not just personal training? Now, up until lockdown, I had a personal trainer up at the boxing gym. Um, I, I've, I've moved on from that since lockdown, but I do have a Kung or two Kung Fu co- coaches. Uh, they've actually been on the podcast before, um, Kitty and Joshua from Wushu. I'm a big fan of getting a coach for things, um, definitely for fitness as well. I, mean, I think it's great if you can do it yourself. But no one will push you quite as hard as a trainer. You'll get new ideas. You'll certainly make sure you're doing things in the correct way if you've got a decent trainer. And hopefully that person will inspire you to continually change and alter and push towards new goals. I think that's a key part of it as well. But I thought there's one interesting situation, certainly we found ourselves in the last few years with the rise of social media, and that's the aesthetic of fitness versus the substance, if you like the knowledge, the ability to communicate and motivate and inspire, things I'm going to talk about in a bit more detail shortly. And I think social media pushes us very much towards the aesthetic. What does that person look like? Um, What exercises can they demonstrate on social media? Um, What poses can they strike? Um, Is that what's coming across in, in their marketing But what sits behind that now, quite often, what sits behind that will be a lot of substance, good qualifications, great experience, etc. But I'm concerned that we're perhaps going in too much of a direction of the aesthetic when we look at a personal trainer and decide whether they're right for us or whether we just want to follow their advice passively behind the screen. Or are we going to be inspired by them and their goals and their evocation of fitness as opposed to what I believe it's really about. So I thought it might be worth just just recording some of my ideas. And yeah, let's hear from you on it. You know, what motivates, inspires you when you look for a personal trainer? And here are the things that I I think is important to to look at when you're you're looking for a personal trainer. And I think number one is knowledge. It's got to be about what they know, um, what they've learnt, the qualifications that they've got. So one question for you to ask straight off the bat is where did you qualify? 
what additional qualifications have you got? How old is that qualification? In other words, do you continually update your learning? And, and by the way, I don't think this needs to be all about qualifications from, from a, a, a course or from a, a body. I think it can also be reading podcasts, lived experience, listening to other people's stories, uh, reading studies on PubMed, for example, which can be quite dry, but it is useful. Or, or you could do what I do, which is follow somebody who is a really good connoisseur, if you like, who reads all the literature and you know and trust them. And then they put out articles they think are really worth reading, which have got really good science behind them. But either way, it isn't just about qualifications from a professional body. It's also about podcasts and books. They're great sources of information. So ask your trainer, your prospective trainer, where do they get their knowledge from? What, what journals do they read or who do they follow? As well as the sort of hard and fast qualifications that they have to have got when they started out. At least most people will. Um, you can't get insured as a personal trainer without that qualification. So it's very much about knowledge. The second thing that I think is really important um, trumping aesthetic every time is the ability to communicate. You need to be able to communicate your ideas. Uh, you need to be able to communicate what you want a client to do. You need to be able to communicate how you want them to move their body. And that isn't as always easy as it sounds. It's not just a question of putting your right foot in front of your, your left. Uh, very often we're asking clients to make subtle changes to their form and posture that they don't necessarily see in their mind. That they can't envisage, so therefore they don't know immediately what changes to make. I'm part of a community called Animal Flow. Animal Flow is a style of exercise. It's an awful way to describe it, but it's kind of like yoga meets breakdancing. Um, animalflow.com is a website to check out if you're interested in this, by the way. We do it twice a week. It's an amazing form of exercise, body weight training. But in Animal Flow community, uh, there's a mixture of people who are personal trainers, a mixture of people who are just uh, Animal Flow enthusiasts, and there's quite a lot of gymnasts as well. And when I'm in classes, Zoom classes, um, the gymnast will often stop the instructor and say, you know, do I have my hand at this angle or that angle? And it looks to me like it's pretty much the same direction. But it's those subtle shifts of your body on the ground or wherever it may be that actually make quite a bit of difference to the movement, the ability to perform the movement or to perform it correctly, putting the emphasis on the particular muscle that you want to. So it's that sort of subtlety and the ability to communicate that is really important. So definitely Think about that as a, um, an evaluation metric. The ability to motivate. A trainer can be absolutely red hot, tons of qualifications, communicates really well, but if they don't motivate you, because what motivates me and what motivates you are going to be different things. So their ability to motivate. And you can ask them, you know, how do you motivate clients? What do you what do, you do when somebody is, is not responding? There are sorts of questions that you can, you can tease out. And then, of course, the ability to inspire. And that's where the aesthetic might come in. If you want some, a strong but lean physique and somebody's got that, then you know that they know how to do that with their body. Now, if you are a particular um, ectomorph body shape, for example, you're not likely to be able to become an endomorph. In fact, you're not. It's just not biologically possible. So don't strive to look like your trainer when your trainer is built completely differently to you. You know, if your trainer looks like Jess Ennis-Hill, but yet you want to look like somebody like Anthony Joshua, that's, they're not going to be able to, to, to show you that. So they're the, they're the four criteria. The knowledge, the ability to communicate, the ability to motivate, and the ability to inspire. Basically, what I'm trying to say is go for substance over style. 
Don't be too drawn into the aesthetic. And certainly don't don't tire someone on the basis of their social media stuff because it is easy to put out stuff that looks pretty, that looks glossy, um, but what sits behind it. I really drill down into that. And I suppose I'll wrap this up with a, a summary of our key philosophy at Body Shop Performance. It's certainly a massive philosophy of mine, which is that it's about fitness, not the aesthetic of fitness. Or put another way, fitness is more important than weight which is sidestepping a little bit now from the original theme, but that is the very title of my TED Talk, which has been viewed about 100,000 times. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Give that a watch because it really drills into why fitness and what that means to you and focusing on substance and what you can do and achieve with your body and functional fitness over the aesthetic of fitness and the aesthetic of your body shape as well. Now, I'm not saying that isn't important, but in my mind, it isn't the most important thing. So check out that TED Talk, Why Fitness is More Important Than Weight. Alternatively, if you don't want to go into the show notes, just jump into Google and type in Leanne Spencer TEDx, and it will find that TED Talk for you straight away. So I hope that's been helpful. I mean, in summary, style, uh, substance over style, uh, knowledge over the aesthetic, And then finally, in terms of personality, you need to find someone that fits, someone you get on with, someone who shares your values, and certainly with regards to the work you'll be doing together. Someone whose personality is a good fit for you, and you'll only really do that through a phone call. You know, ask them questions like, what are your qualifications, but also, who are your two biggest successes, but different types of success? What are your own philosophies around fitness? You know, what do you do when things get tough for you personally, how do you stay consistent? And this is direction directed to your personal trainer or perspective. You know, what do they do to be consistent around their health, fitness and well-being? What what challenges with their health, health, fitness and well-being are they currently working on? They're really good questions to ask. But um, I hope that's helpful. If you're looking for a PT or not, or if you know anyone is, share this episode and hopefully it'll help them find the right person first time and they can get towards their goals. That's it from me. Talk to you next week. All the very best and stay healthy. To find out more about what Leanne and the team at Body Shop Performance do for companies, head over to www.bodyshopperformance.com. While you're there, why not take our Wellbeing at Work scorecard and find out how your business measures up in four key areas of well-being. Well-being strategy and aspirations, well-being resources and training, energy and motivation, leadership and values. Thanks for listening and see you next week.